Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Friday, the 18th of February, 2022. The podcast designed for sales people who are aspiring to become sales leaders, but also for the sales leaders who are aspiring to be the exceptional sales leader that they know they are more than capable of becoming. So what I'm here to do is help you in any way I I possibly can to help you make that transition. Because one thing I have found over the years is there's a lot of people who are phenomenal individual contributors who are anointed as the next potential big sales leader and not given the frameworks, not given the transition plan, not given the blueprint, not given the game plan and any other uh, euphemism, analogy or cliche you want to throw. And many of them are left to fend for themselves and literally thrown to the wall. So this podcast is all about How do we minimize the gap between the individual contributor space and the sales leadership space so that any transition that we do make is almost a flawless transition and it maximizes the opportunity of being successful, not just in the short term, but in a sustainable way over the long term. So that's my entire mission, helping sales leaders do that, but also helping aspiring sales leaders to make the leap into the sales leadership realm. So thanks for plugging into this particular episode. If this is the first time you've heard the podcast, greatly appreciate you stopping by and listening in. Hopefully there's something in it for you to want to continue to listen, but also start checking out some of the back catalog. And of course, if you are a regular listener, greatly appreciate you coming back and plugging in. And I trust that I'm continuing to add value to you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. So in today's episode, as we wrap up the week, Probably a shorter episode than yesterday, but it is a bit of a flow-on from yesterday where we did talk about exceptional leaders always leading upwards. And uh, it's an interesting topic, and there's a bit of feedback I had today in terms of it's, it resonates with a lot of people, which is terrific. And what's interesting about this is irrespective of the industry that you're in or the type of product that you sell, there seems to be a common theme in a lot of organizations, particularly some bigger organizations where the... Um, the stuff flows down from up high, if you if you know what I mean. So it's a, it's a, it's an issue that a lot of sales leaders, and by the way, a lot of leaders in general, are faced with. And many tend to react rather than respond. And, and when it comes to listening, when it comes to receiving the information, receiving the targets, particularly when it's done verbally, many sales leaders tend to listen so that they can respond. So they're not necessarily listening with a blank mind, with a blank slate. They are a little bit judgmental. And even when you've got something in writing, often we will be reading things, depending on how we feel, depending on the shock, and sometimes things that we receive, particularly when it comes to targets and KPIs, can be a shock when you first read it, which can start to impact our ability to absorb all of the information that's being provided to us. So we're not necessarily uh, thinking objectively, and we're certainly not thinking with an element of curiosity. We are simply Uh, exercising a level of bias, which often comes to the surface when we are uh, given something we don't expect or something that we we didn't want or something that goes against our beliefs or our values, for example, we can uh, can have bias rise itself to the surface very, very quickly. And so I wanted to talk about influence in relation to having the courage to challenge upwards and, and lead upwards. And I've talked a lot about the fact that leadership is influence and influence is leadership and vice versa. So it's interchangeable. 
and there's lots of key elements to influence, but I want to focus on one in particular today, and that is an element of curiosity. And it might sound really strange, but if we can have an element of curiosity to the point where we are, uh, we are like a five-year-old child, uh, and this is really difficult to do, particularly when you are directly affected by some of the decisions that are being made or some of the impending decisions that are going to be made, and such as the information flowing down high, it's very, very easy to get caught up in the moment. And this is where we can start to react to situations which is being really at the effect of that particular information rather than being at cause and really thinking about the bigger picture and remaining as objective as possible. So based on my experience, having gone through this a lot in my own career, but having worked with a lot of leaders who are also going through this sort of stuff, I believe at my core that curiosity is one of the secret weapons that we as leaders can possess that we can take any situation and turn it around, not necessarily in our favor, but at least get to a position where we understand at a higher level and at least can then communicate in a more effective way to our team compared to how sometimes, just sometimes, we can be at the mercy of the things that happen to us, therefore have our emotions in many cases take control of our actions and we end up doing things and saying things that perhaps in a cold lot of day we wouldn't necessarily say and we don't get the outcome we are looking for. So I wanted to touch on this from a context of uh, the conversation we had yesterday around leading upwards and really bringing curiosity to the fore. And if I think about this, I was actually driving this afternoon thinking about this in a bit more detail and think really when it comes to uh, receiving information down from the senior executives, it's no different to getting some level of uh, contention from a customer, a key stakeholder. In many cases, when you look at the sales process, it's almost like getting rejected or getting a uh, getting a, an objection thrown out at you. And so there's a couple of things I wanted to cover off really briefly today. One is uh, provide a model, a four-step model, four-step framework in relation to handling objections. And one of the things we need to understand, certainly in sales, is objections are not there to be overcome. Objections are simply there to be handled. And this is a classic example when information is flowing down from on high and you're expected as a sales leader to just cop the targets, cop the KPIs and just get on with it. You know, we need to be in a position to, as objectively as we can and as curiously as we can, uh, challenge. Challenge the, challenge the situation, challenge the thinking, challenge the frameworks, whatever the case might be. But do it from a position of curiosity and thinking about curiosity, seeking to understand and learning to understand because... One of the things we don't do well enough is we don't seek to understand. And one of the best ways to seek to understand is through the art of asking great questions. So there's two things we want to cover off today. Quickly is an objection handling framework, but also talk about the three types of questions that we use and can use to great effect, to increase our level of curiosity, to increase therefore our level of understanding. And by default, when we have the courage to have the conversation, when we don't necessarily agree with what's been provided down from our senior executives, have the confidence to be able to have that conversation and ask the questions that need to be asked. Because one of the things that we don't necessarily do well enough is we don't bring enough curiosity to the table and we don't ask enough great questions. So the first framework I want to share really briefly as we finish off this particular week is a model called the APAC model, A-P-A-C. This comes from uh, some work I did with Rogen SI many, many years ago. And we typically use this as part of the sales process to handle objections, but it can equally be used when you're having difficult conversations, you're about to have difficult conversations with your senior executives because you can look at that 
the information they provide as almost like an objection to what you want to do. And so the first A in APAC stands for acknowledge. Now this is this might sound counterintuitive, but one of the greatest strategies you can use, certainly in sales, but certainly also when you get information down from your senior executives, is to acknowledge it. Acknowledge it doesn't mean you have to accept it, but you're acknowledging it. So doing that with a level of gratitude and thanking them and appreciating the fact that they're sharing that with you uh, is one key step. Now what that does, it enables us to think and it enables us to create some space so that we can start to consider what sort of questions I can start to ask to get some more information. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but I'm not going to go straight into why are you doing this? Because sometimes, remember, when information is given to you and it's not expected, you can very, very quickly start to react to that and end up saying things that perhaps you wouldn't in a cold light of day. So the acknowledgement part is really, really important. And as a key minimum, all you think about the acknowledgement part, it's it's there to prevent you from reacting too quickly to the situation that's in front of you. So that's the first thing you acknowledge. The P in APAC stands for probe. And this is where we as salespeople need to get a a lot better at in terms of what is the root cause here. This is where at the heart of curiosity, the art of questioning really comes into it because the probing part is to essentially establish what is really happening here. What is the root cause? If there's a challenge, if there's an objection that's been thrown to you as a salesperson, what are you there to do? Well, you're not there to overcome the objection. You're not over there, there to overcome the challenge. What you're there to do is understand the challenge and to handle it in an effective way so it leads the customer to make a more informed decision. In the context of getting information and having the communication with a senior executive, the same thing applies. What we're trying to do is we're trying to understand what is the root cause here. And I talked yesterday about having the empathy to place yourself in the shoes of the person who's actually making these decisions and then communicating these decisions. So what probing does is enables us to ask the questions that need to be asked and when we're doing this, we have to pay great attention to what's being said, so we have to actively listen. So the P part is the pro part to establish what is the background here, what is the real reason as to why these decisions are being made, and therefore the direction we're going in is the direction we're going in. The next A in APAC is answer, A for answer. So when it comes to an objection, for example, based on identifying what the root cause is, then you can provide the answer, which is the solution to the problem that the customer's got. In the context of managing upwards and leading upwards, hopefully through the probing part, you've found enough information to now provide maybe your perspective or even some suggestions as to how the situation could be improved or to provide some feedback so that maybe they can take it back and relook at it so that they can potentially adjust the KPIs because now they've got more information from which to do that. Now, it doesn't always happen, but at least you've got the opportunity to have your say. And the C part is confirmed. So the confirmed part is wrapping up in the APAC. It's confirming that what they've said is what you've heard. It's confirming that any objection has been handled. And certainly, when having that conversation with a senior executive, what it's there to do is to confirm that they have actually understood. They didn't have to agree, but they've actually understood your perspective. So at least they've now got some more information, and at least you know that your information and your message has been accepted. And when I say accepted, it doesn't need to, again, doesn't need to be agreed with, but they've actually heard it and they've taken it on board. So that's the APEC model. Now, from a questioning point of view, the art of questioning really sits within the P, which is in the probing part. Now, most of us are really, really good at asking closed-based questions, and you just have to listen to people when they come to work on a Monday after not seeing each other over the weekend, and the first question people are going to ask is, ah, g'day, how's your weekend? And most people just answer with, yeah, great, fair to middling, not bad, etc., etc., week, weekend, went too fast, and all the other things that people do. 
We are naturally attuned to asking closed-based questions, and I see this all the time in sales, and it can get really, really uh, uncomfortable because sometimes you see a salesperson literally leading the witness to an outcome through a series of questions. Now, some people might look at that and say, well, that's the closing process. Well, no, it's not. It actually can really piss your customer off. And same can happen when you're having conversation with a senior executive. So do not ask as much as you possibly can. Do not ask that many or certainly don't lead with closed-based questions. Now, there is a part in, in any conversation for a closed-based question because otherwise, if you keep asking open-ended questions, you'll just continue to loop and the conversation will never end. But we need to get better at asking open-ended questions. Now, when I train, when I train teams and train sales leaders, this is a difficult area because most people are not naturally gifted in asking open questions. And it's something we have to consciously spend more time on to get better and better at this. Now, if we can build the muscle around this, it's going to make it a lot easier to have the conversations and therefore have the confidence to have the conversation, certainly with senior leaders, because what we're doing is we're leading with curiosity, but we're also asking some really powerful open-ended questions. And there's a three little acronym that I use a lot with sales teams in particular and leaders to remember how to put a question into an open framework. And that acronym is TED, T-E-D. T stands for tell, E stands for explain, and D stands for describe. So just think about that. Any question you want to ask, if you put either tell, explain, or describe at the front of that sentence, it will instantly turn it into an open question. So as a really basic example, instead of asking, how was your weekend, which in 99.9% of the time, you'll receive a, a one-word answer or a very, very brief answer, uh, instead of doing that, do this, something like this. Well, hey, I'm really curious. Tell me what you got up to on the weekend. Now, some might say, well, I'll probably still answer in the same way, but at least the tell in front of that question is more of an invitation for that person to share a little bit more information. So in the context of challenging or having that upward conversation where we need to do that on a more and more consistent basis, using the tell, explain, or describe, and doing it with the tone of voice, and I'm not going to talk about tone of voice today, but that's equally, if not more important than the actual words you use, you will find that there's a natural level of curiosity that is developed by using those three words. And you might be surprised also to notice the amount of information that you're going to receive back from the person that you're asking the question of. So when it comes to challenging upwards and leading upwards and asking those questions and having the courage to do that, think about TED, tell, explain, describe, and think about how you can use those in the context of asking those questions to get more information now. It doesn't guarantee that, again, you're going to get the outcome you're looking for. It still might be that the target is the target, the KPI is the KPI, and you don't actually change anything. However, what you will do is you'll actually develop a high level of confidence at being able to have those conversations with the senior leaders because you've now got the tools and the frameworks to be able to have that conversation with confidence. And you might be just surprised and amazed at what sort of information you end up getting out of those people by asking the questions with simple T-E-D Tell, explain, describe in front of those sentences. So I wanted to uh, finish the week off with that. It was something I was thinking about this afternoon. I thought, yep, that would add value as a bit of a follow-on from yesterday's episode. And I know I did say at the start of this episode that this will be a shorter episode. I've just realized it's over 15 minutes. So uh, if you're thinking this is just going to be a 10-minute episode or an 8-minute episode, I do apologize. However, hopefully, uh, nonetheless, it has been of value to you. So with that said, hope you've had a phenomenal week. Hope you look forward to an even bigger week next week. And as a key reminder, if you'd like to work together one-on-one, let's get to work as early as next week. Love to help you become an exceptional sales leader. 
in the next three months plus. And to do that, simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and get started on a plan to help you and your team drive those sustainable and replicable results. I look forward to that conversation, of course, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.